This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast channel. My name is Kayla, and today I am interviewing my friend Leah. She does work with human design and tarot. I'm really excited because her and Crystal had me on their podcast channel a while back. So I'm going to include that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that episode. So she's a two-force learning projector, and today I just wanted to have her come on and share her journey about how she got into entrepreneurship, got into human design, got into tarot, and we're just going to have a really beautiful fluid conversation so Leah welcome to the channel would love if you can share a little bit more about yourself and then we'll just go with the flow cool sounds good thanks for having me on um again my name is Leah I got into the entrepreneur world about seven years ago um when I first had let's see I got pregnant and then I was like I want to take care of my health. And I also had a lot of like gut issues. I had um, a lot of problems and I was feeling uncomfortable in my body. This was before pregnancy. Um, And I was introduced to a network marketing company, which helped me lose some weight before I got pregnant. And then after pregnancy, both times. So I've had two kids and um, one's a manifesting generator. The other is a emotional projector. If anybody really cares about that. Um, And Basically, as I started working on myself physically, um, I was, you know, I kind of dove in headfirst into this network marketing business with health and wellness. And that kind of led me on multiple different types of personal growth adventures. And that really ultimately led me to human design near the end of my time doing this network marketing stuff. Um, so even through, I think it was 2020 and 2021 was like at the time where I started really diving into my human design and understanding about myself and how I looked at my chart and was like, and now I understand why I've been meeting so much resistance in my business and why why I was feeling burnt out, why I was feeling not seen and not recognized. And, um, all of the things that as a projector with all of the different centers defined or undefined, I was feeling like validated and I was like, okay, this makes so much sense. Why, you know, this feels like I'm coming to the end of my time doing this business. And so I finally let go of doing my network marketing business and dove in head first into doing human design. I'd been dabbling in tarot for a while. Um, so that was kind of the first thing that I did as I created a tarot website, um, which is the one that anybody can connect with me on. And, um, then I found crystal on Instagram and we started connecting on Instagram and we did clubhouse together and long story short, we're created a website and we've been creating classes and support groups and all that kind of stuff that we'll talk about later. But yeah, that's kind of how I got where I am today. I love that. And I think it's really interesting. I just did, I just did a two hour intensive call this week with someone who works in an MLM and then they discovered human design and they were like, oh my God, like this would make such a difference in the MLM community. And she's a manifesting generator as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is so funny because I keep hearing the stereotype of like, 
MLMs or for managens, right? But there is there is kind of this plug and play tendency with MLMs. And I can say that because I was in one very shortly, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely realized, you know, it was really interesting once I saw that because it is very structured. And so I'm curious, once you discovered human design and you went to leave the MLM, did you try to like implement human design, like more like showing up yeah. as a projector and like what happened when you did that? Uh, initially I was trying to figure out how to help people with their human design and, and their fitness and health, um, by understanding, you know, like, um, different parts of your chart and, and where it reflects on like your eating habits. And so I started with like determination and the root center and the different, um, gates and channels around, you know, like the sacral and the root, because that's really where a lot of people struggle with, like, um, not knowing when enough is enough or, um, you know, having enough energy to actually do workouts or to keep up with other people. And so I was trying to kind of put the two together and I helped a really small group of people at first with a few different things. Um, but I never really worked on myself as a projector in my business as it, because I kind of felt like, first, first, when I found out I was a projector, I was like, okay, I've been cold inviting people for like five years and this is really wrong. And no wonder so many people have been like, no, because I was repelling and I was not doing it in the correct way, as opposed to like making friends with people and understanding their problems and finding a solution and guiding them. Um, sometimes that would happen. It didn't happen all the time. Um, and then also like, I didn't feel recognized. I didn't feel like I was successful in it. And it was a continuous every single month at the end of the month, I was like, this doesn't feel good for me, but I knew I had to keep pushing through in order to make somebody else's goals, you know? So it was like this back and forth. Um, so I can't say that I really gave it enough time to work on myself in my business. Um, because I just felt like I was kind of done with what I was doing. I love that it gave you the permission to realize like, this is not for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and it wasn't, but it was from like such a place of I'm a projector. These are my energetic needs. This is why it's not working rather than I feel like a very human thing without a tool to kind of have things be mirrored back to us. is like, oh, well, I just must be bad at sales. Like, oh, I, I just, I just must be bad at like marketing and like making friends online. Like I just must not be designed to be a business owner. You know what I mean? And I feel like people just like, shit on themselves so hard but then when we bring in human design it's like well actually energetically there's a very different way for you to do this compared to me like me as a generator running a business will look very different than you and I just love this because it gives permission for people to really do things their own way yeah absolutely totally agree because like if I look at mine I have that 4426 the channel of the entrepreneur like this should be easy right like I should be able to do things pretty easily but it was it was not in the correct way, you know? So like, if I'm doing something that's correct for my energy, then that will work because I can actually tap into that energy. But when I was doing everything in resistance, like it's just not, people can tell. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, just to give an example for me, like in my chart, I don't have my heart centers completely open. And in my spleen, I only have 48, like there's no action between the 26 and 44, but I'm an entrepreneur. So it's not like you can't, take these things so literally, like it will always come back to like trusting your intuition, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would love to hear this new business that like you and Crystal have going on. And I want you to share more about what you're doing in this, because obviously this is serving your energy. And I'm really curious. I think 
I love this story right now that we're diving into, like you left MLM, like you learned about human design and now you've shifted into starting this business and growing this business with Crystal. And it's like, how does that look different now with you honoring your energy as a projector? Oh, I love that question. So uh, when Crystal and I first started kind of chatting, it was because I won a free reading from her. And then I felt right away that I was like, this is, this feels correct. Like her, her being a quote unquote friend on Instagram was like, I knew I needed to somehow continue to chat with her and like use, not really use her energy, but she also had brought me in energetically. Like if we've talked about her story, um, we talk about it on our podcast all the time, um, that she years before we had met was like, I need energetic or I need, you know, human design wise, I need someone who's like a projector who can help organize me and someone who has, you know, definition from head Ajna and head, cause she's all undefined or open. And, um, someone else that can, you know, see me for who I really am. And when we crossed paths, it was like, that was meant to happen for us to be able to see each other. Um, she invited me to get on clubhouse. And so we got on clubhouse and we started doing rooms together on clubhouse. Um, we had another co-partner within the three of us, which ended up dissolving. And the two of us kept continually talking. We were like, we would really love to have some sort of support community. Um, because the thing that I loved about my coaching program previous with the MLM was the group support was the, what I loved the most. And I loved being able to help people. So we knew that we had a connection that we could help people in a support group of some sort, some sort. And we knew that clubhouse was also kind of like the kickstart for that idea. Um, so we started, she did, she's like the voice and I do all of like the background stuff. So she does all of the um, audio portions and education part for our mini classes that we have. And um, I put them all together and make the PDFs. Uh, so we have both an audio and a PDF version for our, our mini classes, which are on the four transformations, the four variables. And um, then we also have a human design support group. And we have a membership called The Doorway, which is a combination of all the classes and the human design support group. So it's kind of like a you know two-tier membership that we have. Um, and I think the reason that we work well together is because we have more of like this mind-centered relationship. And we're able to see each other, you know, for what we have in our energy wise, you know, where we work best and where we don't work best and how we can communicate with each other. And, you know, it started out with us understanding how to have that relationship and really being open with each other and understanding, you know, okay, this person has like, she has a, this channel or this gate or this center defined. Um, and I don't, so I need to understand, you know, they're going to function in a different way than me and how to really accept the other person for, you know, who they are and how they work rather than us just constantly clashing and not being able to understand or communicate with each other. I'm loving this so much because <laughs> it is just, I just wish, like I'm thinking about, I, I really feel like we kind of live in this bubble <laughs> in the mm -hmm. online space where we have all these, I don't want to say secrets because we're obviously sharing about human design and talking about all the things, but it just really is such a massive permission slip. You know, like when I really understand 
like if I'm hanging out communicating with a projector, like I really know, like I need to invite them. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put them in a position where they're going to be forced to initiate because that's just not in alignment. Right. And my partner, my boyfriend, he's a, he's a six, three splenic projector and he has his head and Ajna defined and his root and spleen defined. And then I've got my G and sacral defined. So we complement each other with that energy, but like you know, it's just me understanding the way that he processes things, especially because my Ajna is completely open and my head is undefined. I just can really give him the space and the time because I know that when somebody has that definition, they need to process and think in a certain way and it's not going to change overnight. Whereas, you know, let's say in the past before human design, I'd be like, oh my God, you're so narrow-minded. Like, why can't you see this another way? You know, but it's not, it doesn't have to be like that. So I, yeah, I just love, I love this story so much. So good. I I agree too. And it's helped me with like my relationships with my family and my kids. And um, now that I talk more about it, like people actually see that I do have some sort of understanding around their energy. And they're like, well, I've always felt this way. I'm like, well, this is why like pointing it out in their chart, you know? So I think that's really, it's amazing to have the awareness and also to be like more compassionate for people rather than just being like, well, why aren't you doing everything I'm doing? Because Mm -hmm. we're all different. Like we have a map literally right in front of us. Like we're all different. It's so true. (laughs) I would love if we can talk a bit about your experience. Like, so just so everyone knows, Leah has her emotional solar plexus sacral and root undefined and the rest is defined. And so I'm really curious if you can just share your experience of having that definition and you learning and understanding it, like how has that, I guess, changed your life essentially? Like how, what kind of impact does it make? Oh, um, well, I feel like I've always known that I've had a defined G and heart center because I, well, okay. So the heart I've always worked on because I feel like we all make overcommitments all the time. Um, but I definitely am learning now to say no more because I have an undefined, uh, sacral. And I think that, you know, understanding that part of it has really helped me set boundaries for people like, no, that's not going to work out for me. Um, or I don't have enough energy even to do that or allowing myself rest when it's, when I've pushed myself over, Um, I definitely knew that I had a defined throat because I, even when I'm like around people that are undefined or open, uh, my throat gets tired just listening to you guys talk, (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious. Um, But I, I mean, I do love to talk. I think it just depends on when I'm invited. And I think that's the other part of it is like, if I have the um, the invitation and I feel like it's correct for me to speak and will be understood and heard, then I definitely am, you know, open. And yeah, so that, that was kind of a thing that already, I felt like I was already doing, but I I'm very quiet, you know? So like, that's just one of the things that people didn't understand was, well, why are you so quiet? And I think it's a combination of the defined throat being a projector and, um, just, you know, naturally waiting to, to be heard or to, to speak about something. I'm also an Aquarius, so I'm going to be really quiet anyway. (laughs) Um, and then my, my spleen, I think has been the hardest. I think the, the spleen being my authority has probably been the hardest, but I am working on that consistently and allowing myself to kind of like 
you know, take whatever hit that I get because it's so quiet, um, and take that and run with it because sometimes, and then we can talk about it in like a social media sense, just for people so that it makes sense is like, I'm not, I used to post three to five times a day because the business was like posting three to five times a day, share on your stories, share your life, do this, do that. Talk about that. That to me, first of all, was out of alignment because I wasn't allowing my spleen to speak because I was telling it, you need to be doing this all the time. And then my, I was telling my sacral, it needed to show up consistently when I didn't want to, but I wasn't listening to either of those things. So when I allow myself to make reels or to post or to make stories and talk on my, on my social media, when my spleen is like, yeah, you got to talk about this. It feels so much better. It doesn't have as much resistance and I feel more seen. And even if nobody even sees it, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to post on there because I feel like it feels good. I really appreciate this share because I've definitely noticed having an open throat. And I know that you've had these conversations with Crystal and I've had these conversations with Crystal where it's like, you know, when we're out of alignment, we just want to be seen and heard. So then we overcompensate by posting a lot, showing up in stories and all these things. And I feel like because I've done so much deconditioning that I don't really like the whole thing about how many likes, how many this, it was so exhausting to the point where literally lost my voice over there. But like, (laughs) it was literally so exhausting to the point of, I just couldn't, I couldn't care anymore. You know, like what you said, it's like, just, I started to tap into my sacral, for example, and was like, does this light me up? Do I want to post this? Because even if no one sees it, I'm satisfied because I spent an hour on Canva doing this like fucking 10 carousel, whatever (laughs) graphic, like that's, I think that that's really what matters because it's like everything that you put out is a piece of your energy. So if the energy is like, I have to fucking do this then that's what's put out there. And that's what you're going to attract is like this, this, this draining, like not sustainable business essentially. So I really love that you've been tapping into that and I can, I can relate to it in a different way. And this also just goes to show back to tie in, like people do things differently. And I think that it's so important to honor that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's an ongoing conversation that Crystal and I have is her open throat and my d- definition. And I'm like, I wish I could feel what you guys feel, you know, and like experience it. And I know it's like, we teach each other so much. So it's just a matter of like us listening, you know, and understanding how people feel seen. Cause she always says like the open throat is like the, the projector, you know, it's sort of very similar where you can feel really unseen and you can feel like nobody is inviting you to speak. And so you overcompensate by, you know, saying too much or on the other end of it is shutting down completely. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think it's interesting how you brought that up, like the open throat vibe of like having this projector flavor. Cause like all the channels, actually not all the channels, most of the channels coming off of the throat are projected channels, right? So they need to be invited. And I just think that I've noticed for myself, there's certain situations where let's say I can come onto a podcast channel and be talking and interviewing for like over an hour and it's all good. Or I can go and do a reading for someone. And usually I'm going to have my throat defined because there's going to be some connection and I can talk for an hour straight, but I cannot go and do a live stream where I don't know if someone's going to be there watching. Cause it's like, yeah. I'm like talking to thin air and it's like, there's nothing to respond to. So exactly. I've learned there's like very specific places where I can show up and speak. So it's really interesting to just play with that. And I feel like you can resonate with that as a projector too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Love yeah. That. I would love to hear more 
about the defined head and ajna because it's funny i've done quite a few readings lately and it's not that common to have the head defined just because there's only three gates hanging out there mm-hmm. so i would love to hear your experience with understanding like the head and the ajna and like how you bring your your consistent wisdom and way of processing to people yeah that's that's a kind of that's a funny one i feel like my husband has also he's all open above. I think he's Ajna head and throat also undefined. And so like, I run into a lot of you guys who are all undefined or open. And I think when I think about having the defined head, it's like, I don't really care. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And you guys are like this, this constant reel of like questions and questions, questions. And like, I, it forces me to want to answer them because, well, I'm guilt motivation too. So I'm like, how do I fix all these problems? But it's my, my head is sort of like, I can get really stuck on like one single thing and worry about it and worry and worry and worry. And then, but if somebody asks me a question who is open or undefined, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, so it's kind of a weird uh, way to explain that. So I don't even know if that even really makes sense. Like, yeah, but it's interesting. Cause my boyfriend, he has his head defined and it's when he's dealing with something in his life, he's like, Kayla, I literally wake up in the morning and I'm just like thinking about this non this one thing, like yeah. running conversations in my head that I would have with someone like analyzing everything. And I think it's, yes. I think it's, I think it's hard for him because he's has a wide split too, mm. but like, you know, you've got that definition all the way down to your G, right. So that you can kind of like, you got that energy to go somewhere, yeah. but I just thought I was like, yeah, like I, I can relate to that, but I feel like with the head center, you're right. It's like, I will think about all the things, like there's all the things that I'm trying to figure out in my head. And it's just yeah. really, it can be really overwhelming, but I think that I think it, what I find with the defined head is like, let's say I'm having a conversation with someone, they bring like almost like direction in a way, because they're that, there's that consistent way of processing. Whereas for me, I only have the 61 hanging out in there and it's just like, it could just go on forever. Oh my God. So many ideas, so many of this, which is literally why I unfollowed everyone on Instagram. Cause I was like, I can't do this. Like it's too much, you know? Yeah. That makes so much sense. So like, so do you feel like when you come in, you know, somebody else's like for us, for example, do you feel like there's, um, more ideas coming out when you're around somebody who is defined or is it generally like that all the time? I think that when I have conversations with people that have a defined head and Ajna as well is there's, I feel like my, my direction of focus and what I believe and what I'm thinking has more of a, of a track to run on. Gotcha. Yeah. And then the, the flip side of that is that my boyfriend, for example, when he's processing like a bunch of shit like this, as an example, that's really overwhelming. He will have conversations with me because then I help him see it differently. Mm. So that's like, that's so funny. I kind of got chills. I was like, damn, that makes I so just much did sense too. now. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that makes so much sense. This is literally an example of how undefined centers can help defined centers so defined centers for me bring me that like that kind of track like all the things together because there's a certain way of processing and then what I do is I like open it for people right so then that's how it can like alleviate the pressure in the head and the ajna oh that makes so much sense 
Yeah. Cause I can try and like force myself to try and come up with, I call it like my forced inspiration is like, I try and tell myself, like if I need to create something or I have to like post or whatever, it would take me forever to try and come up with something because I can't like, I can't grab any of the ideas. Cause they're just so far. It feels like they're so far away when, you know, I could talk to like probably you or, or Crystal or my husband and they'd be like, we'll just talk about this. Yeah. Just, or here's an idea. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that makes so much, but when you give me that idea, I can kind of grasp onto it and then roll with it because it makes, it helps me just kind of like see more. I don't know. Yeah. That's really Whereas cool. For- yeah. Whereas for me in your situation, it would almost be like, I have too many ideas. So I'm like, which one do <laughs> yeah. I do? So I'm like, how do I like choose one? And then I need that kind of like track guidance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's so cool that we just kind of had this revelation in our conversation around that. Cause I feel like it's going to bring, you know, you could literally apply that to any center ultimately, yeah. you know, like we can talk about, let's talk about the root center. Cause you have this, oh no, together we have it defined, but you have right. the splenic center defined and I don't. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. So I have definitely noticed one of the things, I don't know if I talked about this on our episode together, but the splenic center being a place for intuition. I actually did a tea leaf reading on Friday and the woman brought up my gifts, my intuitive gifts. And she's like, how do you, how did she say it? She's like, how do you connect with your intuition? And I was like, well, let me tell you. And I was just (laughs) like, I do like, I feel like there's so many ways like meditation, journaling, like just random thoughts, like drop into my head. Like there's so many ways, but I find what I've been told, but I can't attest to this is somebody who has their spleen defined. There's like a very consistent particular way that they can connect with their intuition. And then the other thing I've noticed for myself is that if I'm out of alignment, let's say I'm like really stressed out and like my little 48 is going off about like, I'm inadequate and I'm freaking out (laughs) that I notice if I connect with someone, it has their spleen defined. It gives me the grounding to be able to trust my intuition again. Otherwise I'm like all over the place. So it's funny because there's the same theme with the head and Ajna where I'm like open and I'm all over the place, but then I talk to someone and connect with somebody who has that definition. And then it's like, oh, okay. And there's more of a direction with it. So I'm curious how this shows up for you, especially with that being your authority. Oh, um, I mean, I feel like I don't have like that extreme fear of things. Like I don't really go down the path of like, um, having a lot of fear or judgment or, you know, comparison of other people, that kind of thing. It's just not really a thing for me. And I don't know if that's related into that, but I, I mean, I have more, uh, oh gosh, I guess it's, I'm not even sure how to like explain it. Like it is, it is pretty particular. Like I, I do feel like there's certain times where things will feel correct or they won't feel correct. Um, but I don't know if I can pin it to like one particular, that's how weird it is. Like it can't even really like explain what it feels like. Um, sometimes I'll be, I don't know, like driving down the road and I'm like, oh shoot, I should have taken that exit. Or it could have been, um, you know, like having a conversation with somebody and I have an idea then I have to really ask them first, like, is this okay if I offer this opinion about something? And I don't really know if that's so much a spleen thing as much as like wanting to be invited, like wanting to be a part of the conversation, but making sure it's okay. Um, but sometimes I do have like that hit where I'm like, Oh, this, this could actually help this person. Let me just ask if it's okay. If I can share this with them. 
So I don't, I don't really know if that explains your question. <laughs> yeah, no, but what I'm hearing is that for you, it's just, you don't really question it. Like, it's like, oh, it's, it feels so natural because yeah. you always have that energy available. Whereas for me, I'm like, you know, some days I feel like it's really clear. Some days I feel like it's really not right. And so I think that because it's so natural for you, it's kind of, it's like a two line thing where like, you can't really see it, you know, unless yeah. somebody else calls it out. So yeah. I still think that's really interesting though. And that's just going to give the listeners something to contemplate, like whether or not you have that center to find, like how does your intuition guide you? Like, how do you, if you are a splenic authority, like how do you make decisions? Right. Cause yeah. it can, it can be very different. And mm-hmm. I always like to, I always like to tell people too, like when you look at consciously defined versus unconsciously defined centers, like you might actually resonate more with, because you have a conscious channel, the 2343 between the throat and the Ajna, you might actually resonate more with that mental projector vibe where you like talk things out and you like enjoy the sounding board rather Mm -hmm. than using your spleen because your spleen, your heart and your G center are all unconsciously activated channel wise. Right. So I've like shared that with people and they're like, what? Because I remember (laughs) one time I had an interview with someone who was an emotional generator and they had their emotional center, their sacral were unconsciously defined and their spleen was consciously defined. And they resonated more with making splenic decisions over their emotions and their sacral. And I was like, and this is why we can't just be our type because there's so many ways to go about it. Right. That's really interesting. I think another thing too, as you were talking, I was like, well, this kind of is another thing, like how I tap into that is through my touch. So like my, (laughs) this is a whole other story in itself, but I had skin issues for a really long time. I had cystic acne all over my face and back, and I struggled with it for many, many, many years. And a combination of things happened where, um, a personal thing I took out my IUD is what I chose to do. I felt like that was a big problem that was, um, affecting my hormones in my body. So, and then I also started using like products to clean my face, you know, like external, internal, trying to figure out all the things. Um, but I think what really helped was when I stopped trying to be in a form of somebody else, like tra- stop trying to be a manifester. I would stop trying to be something that I wasn't. And not like I'm trying to live straight by my design because it's obviously not what we should, we're not trying to put ourselves in a box. We're removing that for us. But when I stopped trying to do things that were forceful and initiating and started living more by my design, I felt a lot of things clear up for me. So like my gut health was the first thing that started, but my skin actually started feeling a lot better. And I stopped picking at my face and I started using my hands to like, um, I, I mean, when I read cards, like my fingers tingle and, um, when I talk to people and I feel like that's a really true, you know, statement or like having a really good conversation, I'll get like chills. Um, music really helps me. So I, I, music helps a lot for my spleen. I think is probably where I'm trying to go with this conversation too. Um, is like music really helps my spleen be like, okay, this is something that's, you know, something for you that you can focus on, or here's an idea or, uh, you know, anything, it really helps me process through stuff. And cause I don't really have, I avoid my emotions, like all solarplex undefined solar plexus people do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it helps me push that, that out. 
No, I, I think that's so great. And I think that even just you knowing intuitively, like I need to take up my AD, I need to do this, I need to do that. Like that is 100% like splenic guidance, especially because that is like the physical awareness center, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then you start tuning into being a projector and then setting those energetic boundaries and then just things start to fall into place. So that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk now about you getting into tarot because I as soon as you said like your fingers tingle like when you read cards I was like oh that feels like an invitation to go into that conversation so I would love if you can share about tarot and then just how I know that you've kind of been playing with you know tarot and human design and so we can just sort of go in into that rabbit hole and and have you talk about it okay yeah so um I had a friend a few years ago that basically was like the start of my tarot journey um not in a good way she kind of broke me down to pieces and I was talking with a relative of mine and she was like maybe you should just grab a tarot deck um and it could have even been my mom I don't really remember who specifically it was um but so I grabbed a tarot deck um and I grabbed an oracle deck and I also had affirmation cards that I had used for a while but it wasn't really like that wasn't really helping me like tune into anything so when I got the tarot deck I was like whoa okay there is like something going on here um I did a lot of readings for myself I pulled for myself every single day um and it helped me really understand and like, this is also a really splenic thing to say is like intuitively what was correct and what I needed to let go of. And if I needed to approach a situation differently or, you know, cut ties completely, because I'm not really good at doing that. Um, cause I'm a two, four, I don't have any line threes. I mean, I have some line threes in my chart, but, um, understanding how to let go of that relationship and how to move forward. And that's what tarot kind of did for me. And then I started reading for people with my business, my MLM business. And then I started thinking, well, maybe this is something that I could do for like other people. So I would do Facebook lives. And then, um, that really wasn't like feeling like it was fun for a while. And then it wasn't feeling great after a while. So I let that, I'd stopped doing those. And then, um, I was like, I should just start doing this. So I created, this was before I left my other business. I, um, I created a website and then I started doing tarot readings virtually. So I do them, um, either like a PDF form or I do them over video or I can do them over live on zoom. And they really just help people. You know, if you have a question, tarot really helps you just tap back into yourself because it's not really telling you the answer to things. It's not predicting your future. I know people think I'm like a witch with a crystal ball and everything, but it's more just using the cards to, to use your, to let go of your mind and to tap more back into yourself and to understand that you have the answers to all the questions within you. It's just kind of like unraveling all of the questions that you have so that you can find the answer within you. I'm really, Um, yeah, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. No, 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 go on. <laughs> so, well, then Crystal and I were talking about doing human design and tarot. And I was like, it makes sense. There's the major arcana kind of goes in line with a lot of different pieces of the human design chart. So like, for example, um, what was the one? Uh, I pulled the devil the other day, which is about, it has like two people standing in front of this um you know, devil creature, they both have chains around their neck, but they're kind of loose. So it's like, 
people who have limiting beliefs, or if you are struggling with um, letting go of something, you have the ability to take that chain off of your neck and, and go away from that. You're not stuck permanently to that person or situation. And that is actually with gate 15, which is creating new patterns and shifting away from older new patterns. So there's, you know, there's a whole kind of series where the major arcana fits in with different parts of, it's mostly through the Ajna, the throat, the G center, and part of the sacral that the major arcana kind of weaves through and they all line up with different um, gates. So we've been, I've been working on this for a while, like a little less than a year, but it's not officially come to anything at this point. Um, still experimenting with how that looks and in the really tiny baby phases of, you know, creating something from that. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool. And we start bringing in different modalities instead of just acting like human design is the end all be all. You know yeah. what I mean? And just this rigidity, because I've started playing with how you can use someone's human design chart and their gene keys to really create amazing hypnosis and really get into like that subconscious programming based off of like their unconscious design, because that's where all our, our, our major programming is, is like in the subconscious mind. And so I love it when I see people playing with the different ways to use human design and tarot and oracle decks and gene keys and like whatever it is because I think it just allows us to create something new and like that's ultimately how you create change you know what I mean like we can't just totally. keep doing the same thing so it just is so funny when I see people who are really married to the traditional way of human design and they get really triggered by you know certain language like new language coming through and it's like you're changing the system and it's like it's literally called the science of differentiation like yeah how can you how can you create something different if it's always the same you know yeah and some of it is really dense and hard to understand i mean straight from ra's mouth it's like gibberish like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense so we have to be able to kind of break it down into bite-sized pieces so we can understand and explain it to somebody else like you can't just walk around talking like raw we all look like crazy people so being able to like know how that looks for me physically or mentally or emotionally like how do these things show up in my life and to be able to talk about it like a person so we can like interact with other people, it makes it, you know, we, we got to be able to break it down somehow. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It's so true. Actually, this is a question that's off script. We didn't talk about this before, but this is something that I've been working on bringing into my podcast episodes more because I, I know that I have parents that listen, but what was it like for you when you looked up your kids charts and you started to play with, you know, having them be in alignment with their design and understanding them from that lens. Cause I feel like our upbringing, for example, was just very much parents just figuring it out as you go along and like, Oh, this is how you should raise your child. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Like, it's just all these shoulds and shits all over the place. When I feel like with human design, you can really cater to that human being, you know what I mean? So I'm really curious to hear what it's been like for you playing with human design and parenting, because I know that this is like, this is the next evolution of parenting, like a for uh, sure. For sure. I love this question. So we're actually thinking about doing a, we are, we're not thinking about it. We are going to do a free class on human design and children. So if anybody wants to like email us and let us know, they want to be on that we don't have the details hashed out for that yet, but this is exactly what we'll be talking about is like it, 
being able to support your kids for their design and who they are. Um, because we have had the chance to, we've, we've been deconditioning, but our kids are still going to decondition from what we've been deconditioning from. So it's going to be a process. Um, but anyway, my oldest is a man, a pure manifesting generator. And as soon as I saw her chart, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like she is the queen of multitask. She runs around all over the place. She has to play while she's watching TV. She can listen to you. She knows the answer to 17 different things. Um, she works on, she's like third grade reading level. She's in first grade. She has like all of these different skills that she's had all her life that she just is always doing something different. And we're always like, okay, what's the next thing? Um, and then my youngest is an emotional projector. And at first I had her wrong time in. So I thought she was a manifester. So for a little while there, I was like, I think, I think this is right. But when I heard she's an emotional projector, I was like, okay, this makes sense. So she's always been, uh, I think she has two, does she have two or three waves? I don't remember how many there's a lot. So she's intense. Um, she can cry or scream or be super excited at the drop of a hat. Um, she, but she's very much like me in the projector style where she loves people recognizing her. She loves people inviting her in to do different things. Um, she is really quiet and reserved, but she also helps us understand ourselves. So it's kind of like this um, she'll ask us questions or she's really nurturing. So they all, they both have like this really unique way of, you know, they've, they've shown us naturally what they are. They, they haven't had to like really tell us, you know, open the book and this is what I am. They just naturally show us who, who they are. So I think just really supporting them and understanding their, their design and then supporting them through, you know, like the manifesting generator, she's going to want to do a billion things. And we're just going to have to be like, be okay with her pivoting all the time, <laughs> you know? So I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I've taken away is just really supporting them and, and seeing them. And they're kind of a mirror for me. Like, it's okay for me to break down some walls and, um, love myself for who I am too. I really appreciate this sharing and just the authenticity of, human design doesn't have to be about like understanding all the things to know how you're meant to show up naturally. You know, like the kids are just the most purest form of themselves. And it's like to hear them just naturally showing up. And I, I feel like one of the, one of the big aha moments that I had with human design is when I discovered that my dad was an ego manifester or he is an ego manifester. And my childhood was challenging with him. And I'm like, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, like all of that <laughs> fucking rage and just like the things that happened, it makes sense. And all of a sudden for me, it didn't feel personal because I was like, oh, he's angry. That's just him out of alignment. That's not me. Right? Like that has nothing to do with me. And I mean, I have an undefined emotional solar plexus. So like, I'm going to pick up Don't on like his cool. emotions and it's just, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting. I think it's like, it really is a permission slip to like not take things personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, for example, as a parent, you have a child with a manager and if you didn't know that and you're like, why the F are they always changing their mind? Like they're all over the place. I'm giving them what they need and they're running off. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? But instead you're yeah. like, oh, they're just, they're in their element. Like they're off, they you know, that's just yeah. how they're going to be. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's such a permission slip. I think that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. She was always the one where I was like, I could redirect her really easily. Like she would be upset about something. I'm like, no, let's go over here and do this. And she'd be like, okay. And now the emotional is like stuck on it. Like she cannot, she's, if she's on her wave, I'm like, okay, we got to make it to the end of this wave before we move on to another thing. And it's, it's hard, but now I've learned, you know, like I can't, and we know we can't parent kids this exact same way. It's not a cookie cutter. Um, but now we're able to recognize, you know, like, okay, this is why, and this is how we can support them in a different way. So, yeah. I love that. So good. Well, I really loved our conversation today and I I love how we talked about so many different things and just hearing your story and diving in and having like revelations, which is so fun. And I love that you shared about the things that you're doing with crystals. We're definitely going to have links for the listeners in the show notes, just so that you know, but I would love before we wrap things up, I always ask people like, what's an intuitive hit or like a little nugget that you want to share with the audience that comes to you now? Hmm. Um, I would say to, to like, take it slow. If you're just starting to get to know like your chart or getting started into learning what human design is like really take it slow. Cause there's so much information that it can be kind of overwhelming. And so some people kind of like take big bites and then they have to step back. Um, I would say just like, take it really slow, find someone to do a reading for you. Um, or, you know, grab a book or a class or something from someone that you feel like you have alignment with and, just like keep an open mind to not like, you know, not mind mind, but like keep an open mind to (laughs) understanding that there's going to be so much more information that unfolds as you learn about things, because it's a never ending learning and unlearning process. So, yeah. That's so perfect because I've definitely noticed even myself when I found human design, it was like, all right, we're going into gear six Mm -hmm. and we're flying like 300 miles an hour down the highway. Like I want all of the information. Some people do. I mean, it it just depends on like where you're at and and what you want to learn about. Some people can learn it really quickly and some people just need time. I think there's a real beauty of being able to marinate in the information because it's one yeah. thing to know all the things, but when you actually feel yourself embodying it, that's like next level. Yeah, for sure. Can I do a little plug real quick before we hop off? Oh, hundred percent. I was actually okay. going to ask you like where people can connect <laughs> with you. Like, what are you offering right now? And then that's yeah. going to go in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So to connect with me personally, my Instagram is the splenic projector and, um, our Crystal and I have the human design astro club is our Instagram. And then we also have human design astro.com is our website. Um, right now we're working on the human design support group, which is a six month membership. And then the next phase up the next tier up is the doorway, which is the human design support group, which is our private community plus two zooms a month. Um, and then in the doorway, you also get all of our four transformation classes. So we have determination, all colors, one through six, we have, um, cognition one through six environment, one through six, and then exclusive to the doorway is view and motivation all one through six. So it's like 700 and something dollars worth of material that is, um, for 39 99 a month for six month membership. And, um, because you had me as a guest on here, we wanted to give your listeners a special, um, offer. If they do sign up for the doorway through your podcast, by listening to the podcast and message the human design and astro club podcast, wait, no message, the human design astro club on Instagram, um, Kayla's podcast. And if you sign up for the doorway, we'll give you a free class on 
the entities through motivation, which is a free mini class with a PDF. Um, so good. So, yeah. So if we can, I'll just give you all the information for that. Um, but we just wanted to, you know, give you that fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. There's so much wisdom. And I love having and witnessing the power of like a generator and projector come together and just like create something so huge because mm-hmm. it's like, so in alignment, you know, like I know that you're both supporting each other. You both have gifts that you're bringing to the table. And so I definitely encourage everyone listening to definitely check this out and sign up and keep learning. Cause there's not, there's not that much information out there on the variables. Like I think yeah. that and I, the more I get into them, the more I'm like, shit, like, I feel like there's almost more wisdom in this than just learning about the centers or the gates, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. yeah. Through most of our conversations in the support group on our zoom calls, we have so much clarity. Like people are learning about each other. They're learning about their loved ones. They're learning how they're taking in information or food incorrectly or correctly. I mean, a lot of people were doing this naturally. So it's just understanding through learning all about about your specific variables, how you can nourish yourself, how you can support yourself, come into contact with the correct people, um, that kind of stuff. So it's really, it's all been really amazing to hear people and their journeys so far. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you again for coming on, Leah. I really enjoyed our conversation and for sharing all the things. So again, go to the show notes, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kayla. You're so welcome. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in as well. Please be sure to follow Leah on Instagram and the Astro Club and also myself. And if you share this episode on social media, definitely tag us so that we can be excited with you. And I will chat with you in the next episode.